0: glory. Thank you for our people that know how to drink the Holy Spirit, that are conquering everything in the air by the power of the blood in the cup of the new covenant. Lord, I pray for revelations of the new covenant cup into every mind. Let the blood of Jesus be manifest in your mind. The mind is the doorpost of the house of the new covenant. The body of Christ is the house of Christ. The body of Christ is the temple of Christ. The body of Christ is the church of God. There's seven golden lampstands inside his body already. We just have to walk within the body. And it starts with inside your body. Inside the Spirit of God. Under your physical heart. There he put the Spirit into your spirit. And you've been joined to the Lord. Jiang said, there is no growth in Christ unless it be inward, inward growth, the way of the Lord that's narrow, that few find, because few are God-inside-minded. Nearly all Christianity in the world right now is external bewitchment. You can read all of the God-inside-minded scriptures in the New Testament and still be completely bewitched, worshiping an external Jesus that is no Jesus at all. What about the lifting up of hands, brother? When we lift up our hands, it's like Moses who lifted up his hands because he was full of the glory and he released the glory. Out of his hands, the spout where the glory came out was his own body. And the glory whack the enemies of Israel, and the glory will whack the enemies of the body of Christ. They're all around you. The Bible says they're all around you. You're surrounded with spiritual enemies. If you read Job, you know they're inside your family members, they're inside your friends, especially church friends, big time. And doesn't mean you stop loving them it means you pay a price over them to cover their doorposts because a lot of people don't have much revelation revelation is costly revelation is the marriage supper of the Lamb it's a supper of endless revelations what is the marriage supper of the Lamb it's the revelations of the glory realm Of how much glory God wants your soul to experience not study not think about it I don't even meditate I just get drunk I don't honestly you know prayer the highest state of prayer is called rapture before that you live in continuous ecstasy which because you have a revelation of the river Brother Lawrence's prayer is the practice of the presence of God. In His presence there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. (laughs) For the enemy, that's true. For the religious spirit. For poverty, for sin, sickness, and disease defeated by His presence. The presence of God is the container of the fullness of joy around his throne and that throne of presence the throne of grace is an atmosphere of total annihilation for spiritual enemies and when you get a little breakthrough you can share it with everyone around you when you get a lot of breakthrough you'll be sharing it with cities the tabernacle of David is those who sit on the throne of David, which is the throne of God's heart. People after God's own heart who sit on the throne of David. The Bible says that one will sit on my throne forever. What one is that? It's the one body of Christ, and you are members in particular of that body, awakening to the throne. Isaiah twenty-two twenty-three says, you are thrones you're thrones of what isaiah glory and honor you're a throne of glory now there isn't an identity that you want to identify with what are you i am a throne of glory (laughs) yeah what church do you go to we're actually just thrones of glory (laughs) and we practice the kingdom of god the tabernacle of david and we're bringing forth the kingdom age you know just biblical prophecy like every normal christian is supposed to participate in (laughs) a normal christian participates in the most epic acts of the holy spirit on a biblical level every day when they're in the holy ghost it's epic it's world changing angels write it all down you're changing the world each obedient act each prophetic act of obedience to the holy ghost obedience is what establishes the kingdom obedience is not a oh i got to no no if you're in that it's a religious spirit you need a drink you need a drink it's a I get to not a I got to obedience is I want to because obedience is fun Jesus equated obedience to feasting to feasting on fresh bread I grow by doing the will of my father in heaven doing God's will obedient acts to the spirit are not wearisome they're not hard if it's hard it's (laughs) because
1: you're
0: in a religious spirit a religious spirit makes everything hard my yoke is easy my burden is light, which means everything with Christ, when you get into the real Christ, into the glory, is fun. (laughs) Obedience is fun. Going on adventures in the Holy Ghost every single day. I mean, waking up is going on an adventure in the Holy Ghost. Checking your cell phone. What what are we going to do in the Holy Ghost today? It's going to be glory in the morning, glory in the afternoon, glory in the evening, glory all the way through where we're going to go. It's going to be totally glorified because you're in the Lord of glory. (laughs) I'm closer than a brother. You just need a revelation of his closeness of his brotherhood. It's actually called the fraternity. I don't know, that scripture got me. I'm like, whoa. The devil really did counterfeit everything. The brotherhood of Christ. The members of his body. The ones that live in his royal bloodline. I mean, to have a throne, you got to be royalty. We're not pretenders and wannabes. It's real. Royalty is real. And in the kingdom age, it's an age of kings and priests. Revelation chapter one. It's for the kingdom age. You're going to have bits and pieces of it for 2000 years. Thank you, Apostle John, for that. But it's really written for the Kingdom Age generation that will fulfill all the book of Revelation, that will bring forth all the revelations of Christ in us. Not as lesser gods, not as lesser Jesuses, not as lesser Yahwehs, but as equally yoked with spiritual ability. I mean, what? Are you married to Him? Are you one flesh? Are you joined to the Lord? Did you just get a a partial bit of God's divinity or did you get all of it? See how a lot of us aren't renewed to who we are in Christ to the level that he shared all of his divine nature with us, all of his divinity. And it's an act of humility as all of his divinity is burning in your soul in the fullness of glory and bodily form that you still worship him because it's grace that he got himself fully formed on the inside of us. But it's absolutely biblical that you are all gods. And you're not little Gs. There's not a little G on your Masonic apron. There's a big G, Almighty God the Father, inside your spiritual stomach. That's why the warlock and the witch and the sorcerer of Babylon is intimidated by you and will often confront you. Many times they come as Christians, but they're not. Anyone who practices the Adamic nature practices witchcraft. Witchcraft is simply the practice of the ability of the flesh. Most Christians are witchy. There's a little witchcraft on them. It's the fruit of the flesh. Galatians 5 fruit is witchcraft and sorcery. You don't have to be in a Wicca coven to practice witchcraft. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, Samuel said. stubbornness is as sorcery. You guys ever been stubborn? You practice sorcery. You're warlocks. Every believer is the redeemed witch because we all come out of rebellion. There's not one man, woman, or child that did good. All our righteousness is filthy rigs. I said in my astonishment, everyone is a liar, everyone practices carnal religion, except by divine revelation of the Holy Ghost, and Christ himself gets formed on the inside. A different person that's not us possessing our bodies. He puts us on like a sport coat and wears us, or a poncho. Amen. (laughs) Equated to the donkey that he rides into town on. (laughs) Donker. The Shrek glory. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Father, for people whose spirits are getting lit up. Revelation will get you drunk. okay so wisdom is the ability of the revelation so that's why Paul says in Ephesians 1 that God may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the intimate what's intimate in the spiritual knowledge it's called intimate because it's interior it's not carnal it's spiritual the intimate knowledge of wisdom and revelation from the fathering of your glory. The father of glory is the one who gives you. So you only get into the glory, which is the promised land of the new covenant, and begin to live in the glory by wisdom and revelation. How much? Feasting. You can never have too much revelation. Revelation is your daily bread. Father, give us our daily bread. If we don't eat bread that was the main food in Israel, yes, you die. Which means, as Christians, if you're not eating direct revelation from God the Father, Father in your glory, you're literally dying. Or dying for lack of revelation. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They're not perishing for lack of intellectual reasoning. They're perishing for lack of spiritual revelation, like gemstones of wisdom, sapphire diamond, gold bars, silver bars, believer's rewards. The believer's reward is the working of the word by its own power, possessing you on the inside, so the body goes on autopilot in the divine nature. Where I'm not run by my thinker, but I'm run by the drinker. I'm run by the house of wine where everything's always fine and that's why our faces do shine all the time because the flesh has no more government over me these trees in the garden are systems of government you are governed by the words you are currently believing so a lot of people have american government in them and i mean it's one thing that Christians get into government, and I'm for that, because we, we'd rather have believers with morals and, you know, not murderers and terrible people and killers and warmongers, so there is a place for that. There, there's Christians set apart to be in those positions. God has set apart people to conquer all seven mountains. It'll be Zion doing it all and they might not be the most revelatory, they might not be the drunkest, they might not live in the glory cloud with continuous signs and wonders, but they're appointed by God, and I bet if they had all that whacked out stuff, they probably couldn't even do that office. So there is a priesthood that can get as whacked as humanly possible, as divinely possible all the time, and there's a place for us in the priesthood. You know what it is? It's the Levites of the New Covenant. It's the full-time ministers are to get as whacked out on the wine and on the bread and most of you honestly that want to can go into full-time ministry. You don't have to be stuck in business. A lot of it's just based on desire. It's true. God's not religious. If you want to be a full-time minister it's probably your destiny. And now you just get drunk, let the bread and the wine build up your spirit and overflow, and the feasting makes a way for the ministry. Because all ministry is is the overflow of you eating from the table of the Lord. King David is about as priestly as he gets. Priest, king, and judge, and prophet. And what does he say? God has prepared a table before me to feast 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 eat 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 <laughs> psalms 23 is all about the good shepherd feeding him to overcome all the evils in the world he lays me down in fresh tender green grass so the sheep is eating then there's crystal clear living water that's sparkling the sheep is drinking. Then he gets up and he says, my cup overflows, drinking. Then he says, there's a table in front of me, in front of my enemies, eating. Eating and drinking in the kingdom, in the spirit, against spiritual feasting. There is no cap or law. So your your time in revelating, even if you're doing any activity with your bodies, inside the temple, there's all kinds of activities going on. Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost, so you got holy place activity. You got inner court activity inside the flesh and blood of your heart. You got outer court activity. It's all sanctified to the Lord. Forget any kind of problem in there. If you focus on the Holy Ghost, he'll just burn it out. The feasting is what sanctifies you. You're (laughs) sanctified by eating in the Father's house. Prodigal sons. One was a religious prodigal, the other was a rebellious prodigal. The same prescription was for both their sinful natures of pride and lust. You have to come into the house kill the goat kill the calf and eat feast 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 and become celebrational you had to get the religion off you. you got to get the rebellion off you and you got to learn how to revelate you got to learn how to feast in the father's house you got to learn how to eat the glory you gotta learn how to drink the glory eat the glory holy ghost smoke the glory snort the glory inject the glory, get whacked on the glory, live in the glory. Sometimes you'll crawl in the glory, sometimes you'll roll around on the floor in the glory. You'll clap, clap in the glory. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. and it's good to raise your hands into the glory and just get your hands high i just lift up my hand just so my hand can't get whacked it's, it's fun it's good to feel good you know ultimate christianity is hedonism feeling good in the glory that's really what the mark of the high calling in christ jesus is is full ecstasy at my right hand or pleasures forevermore when you're seated not just Spiritually, mentally, philosophically, theologically, with Christ in heavenly places, but actually, spiritually and morally, and mentally and physically, with Christ in heavenly places, you're gonna feel so freaking high all the time. And it's gonna pour out of your face as favor. You're gonna have favor as you're high it's true the drunkenness produces favor the joy of the lord is the divine favor but you don't have favor with demons you don't have favor, but you have favor with all souls so you just keep drinking in the presence of your enemies keep feasting because those things that don't favor the wine and the oil of god's grace and god's unearned undeserved favor poured out for you by the cross those things get burnt up in the oil and the wine press of the wrath of the almighty divine love which is wine the wine is love the oil is joy you need unlimited amounts of both of them surging through your soul and your mind and frying your personality your personality goes from glory to glory which means that a lot of us don't even know who we are we have glimpses into to our new creaturedom personality though I tell you what it's the happiest thing in the whole kingdom of heaven those redeemed of the Lord who get their personalities glorified are the happiest people who have ever lived so there's a joy that will infuse the soul there's first of all there's no such thing as <laughs> psychology in the kingdom psychology just burns one that's all this stuff of i'm an introvert and extrovert you become an omnivert because christ is in you he's omniverted <laughs> there's just no limitations on the human soul because i no longer live the life i now live as christ through me. So it's all about Christ, not about me. We're not putting limitations on him about what I am in the flesh. That dead man no longer lives. So now Christ is given room by the death of the soul, the death of the old Adamic personality, the death of mommy and daddy's bloodlines and DNA. It has nothing to do with the new creature. All those limitations burn off of you as you're glorified he glorifies you it's the fire burning up the human limitations most of us have judgments against ourselves the world around you has put a box of what you are and we don't mean to be worldly it's just because we're in a fallen world it contains us But Christ can't be contained the Zion and the Golden Cube of New Jerusalem doesn't have walls No, it doesn't because the walls are the glory Jasper just symbolizes the glory. It's the Jerusalem without walls and That Jerusalem is in your heart That Jerusalem is in your mind and the walls of Babylon the animalistic attributes of the external person of the birds, beasts, and reptiles of 200 million fallen angels that try to contain us in the flesh and say, this is what you are. You're that type of person. That begins to burn up. That's the animal sacrifice. The limitations of the human being are the animal sacrifice of the new covenant. The personality is the sacrifice. The brain and the culture is the sacrifice. The bloodline and the DNA is the sacrifice and what comes forth in the fire is new creature dumb. Second Corinthians 5:17. If anybody is in the anointing, the new creature is eating away the old creature. The old creature is like the pitch of Noah's Ark, and these are the days of Noah. They go into the tar pits. What is the tar pits? Represents the flesh. Genesis 14 after. Abraham had conquered the five kings. The five kings fell into five tar pits in Genesis 14. Then he met Melchizedek, whom I believe is Jesus Christ, face to face and got the new covenant, the covenant of faith. He didn't get the Old Covenant, he got the New Covenant. It's the Eternal Covenant, that's what Abraham's mentioned in all Paul's epistles as the Covenant of Faith. And you are the children children of Abraham and Sarah if you live by faith, not of Hagar. Hagar was the Old Covenant, the slavery of working and obeying the law, the legalism of do's and don'ts in the brain. That's the Old Covenant, a lot of Old Covenant in Christianity, it's got to burn off you. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's not about right and wrong, because the flesh counts for nothing. It's about the ability of Christ in you, possessing you and carrying you into heavenly glory. It's about elevations of resurrection out from among the dead, even while in the body. It's about the river of life, rapturing you in an ever-increasing ecstasy by staying at the feast table, of the lamb, married to the lamb, therefore in the marriage supper of the lamb. (laughs) What about the marriage breakfast of the lamb? And the marriage second season of the lamb? Amen? (laughs) The marriage hobbit of the lamb, the marriage shire of the lamb, the marriage long bottom leaf of the lamb, the marriage salted pork of the lamb. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: Amen! you got to get into a celebrational feast understanding of all these things. Because it's the, how the glory forms in your mind. The Bible says you're transformed by the renew of your mind. The mind gets renewed by feasting on the glory and realizing the goodness of God. What causes repentance? Romans 2. What causes repentance? Goodness. And repentance isn't just correcting behavior. That's religion. Repentance is going higher re house. what's the penthouse it's the throne of god you gotta re which means you gotta get high repenting means get higher go higher all of a sudden and fall short of the glory we're not falling short of the glory anymore. we're getting high on the glory amen we're going up in the glory your spirit has the ability to fly the holy ghost is flying around the earth the holy ghost just wants to give your spirit wings And in order for your spirit to fly, you must be in disagreement with the flesh. And it's not just the sinful nature, it's the ability of human blood. You have to say no to that then the Holy Spirit ability activates. So in each elevation there's a no to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and a yes to the tree of life. <laughs> the Bible says the tree of life is in paradise garden of Eden in the third heaven but the tree of knowledge is on the earth. So to be human is to eat from that tree and to practice the flesh. So to repent means to no longer practice that tree. It's an invisible faith realm. That's why people struggle with it and your, your consciousness is locked into your five physical senses which is called the curse of the fall so you have to circumcise your senses. Hebrews says those that are mature have their senses fully exercised by the glory, by the anointing, by the fire, by the Word of God. And when the senses are exercised, I'm not led by external natural things. I'm not practicing idolatry (laughs) to be stuck in the mud like mud men (laughs) just practicing the dust of the earth like snake men. (laughs) You'll crawl on your belly and eat dust. What's the serpent flesh nature? serpent nature is flesh nature it's living as mere men living as mere women it's living in the flesh and denying the divine ability and not giving Christ the glory by developing the wings of the glory, of the cherubim of glory, to live between the cherubim on the mercy seat as thrones of glory in the Father's house. Amen? Nothing glorifies the Lamb of God more than your maturity in demonstrating His brightness and divinity. The brighter you are, the greater your apostolic witness of the resurrection. And it's a measurable light in the invisible realm. And people's flesh don't see it, but those whose spirits are awakened, their inner man, can see it and feel it, illuminate the eyes of our heart. The eyes of the spirit... See, they say in uh, Revelation, you think you see, but you're blind. Jesus Christ in the red letters of Revelation. You think that you see. They think seeing is with the natural eyes. Isaiah 11 tells us that the Christ's nature never judged by his natural eyes. He'll not judge by what he sees, nor by what he hears. And a little child shall lead them, Isaiah 11. We're talking about a person fully controlled by the Spirit, as Spirit, all the time. That is God's genetics. That is the Word of God working in your spirit. That's the nature of the Holy Spirit. Maturity. There's nothing more mature than getting into those bubbles. Remember, a, a lamb, which is not a mature sheep, a lamb, which is a, a baby sheep, is given the whole kingdom. Maturity is way different than what Christianity tells you. People tune in, and you're drunk, and you're happy, and they say you need wisdom, you need to mature, I'll be praying for maturity. This is actual Christian kingdom maturity wine cellar is as mature as it gets. solomon ruled the whole world in world peace what did he write about wine and the wine cellar it's as mature as mature gets the problem is religion has deceived you to think that some kind of intellectual external form of having it all together is what maturity is no you need to get totally undignified from the flesh i will get more undignified than this which means King David saying, I'm going to keep growing in the spirit out of my flesh. I'm going to keep getting further and further out of my human skin into the new wine skin. My cup overflows. In the Septuagint it says, your cup was supremely intoxicating. David got drunk on the anointing. Guaranteed. David was drunk on the glory. David was drunk on the anointing. The Bible says it your cup was supremely intoxicating is the oldest manuscripts of psalms 23. the the new ones the nearly inspired version takes all the drunk stuff out (laughs) makes it some kind of dignified religion like oh we don't need to get intoxicated we need to get into religion because most of the the translators were pharisees just they all had their doctorate in divinity Their whole Christianity was in their brain. Like none of them have their spirit regenerated. They're not even spiritual people. It's actually the rarest thing to have spiritual people translate the Bible. That's why when you begin to get spiritual and read the Bible you get persecuted because it's almost like Christianity has been ruled by religious people. It's pretty bad. It's pretty messed up out there. That's the only reason for problems in the world is religion. Satan and his angels are religious spirits. Very religious. The powers of this world that govern this world that we're in opposition against as Joel's army, New Wine Army, are all religious spirits. Legalistic spirits. They're all lawyers. And they all have the Bible memorized, but their interpretation sucks. It's so terrible, it will kill you. It's the dead letter that kills. You need the drunk letter that brings freedom. The drunker, the more freedom on the interpretation, the more accurate your teaching actually is. When people are just whacked in the glory, when people are in continuous open visions of heaven, and the heavens are open, and the scroll is coming down of the word of God, of the gospel of God, and begin to burn through their minds, through their hearts, they begin to get set free from the earthly and rise up into the heavenly when their spirits fed. that's when the interpretation is actually sound doctrine it's as sound as the voice of many waters it's not just about hearing the accuracy in your head it's about your whole spirit being fed it's about your spirit getting so rich with the riches of the knowledge of the glory that your flesh goes clear you know true maturity that we're gonna step into in the next thousand years you got short-range plans make long-range plans because we're gonna step into a time where the flesh goes clear crystal clear and sparkling spiritually also crystal clear and sparkling morally which is heart mentally and physically in your bones and marrow ezekiel 37 can the dry bones live yes in the river ezekiel 47 is the promise of overcoming death if you get the revelation that your body is the water temple of ezekiel 47 which means you don't get the over the head living water at the first paul says in galatians 4 that at the first i preached to you in the infirmity of the flesh Which is kind of carnal preaching by his own testimony. He grew in the anointing. He grew in wisdom. He grew in the glory. You're going to grow in the water. You're going to grow in the anointing. It will be ankle deep at first. It will be knee deep. It will be waist deep. These are different levels of revelation producing different measures of living waters inside the temple. It'll still be coming out, your soul, through your heart. You will still have glimpses into the glory. God will give you big tastes of future glory to encourage you to continue sacrificing your Adamic DNA, your human nature, your human flesh, your human ability. (laughs) To conquer the devil, you must conquer the DNA of the flesh by the Word of God. The Word of God is the DNA of God the Father. So in the fallen nature of flesh and blood and the limitations that were born of Adam's cursing, that is what is getting burnt up by the gospel. Overcoming death is a different DNA and the mark of the beast is removed for the mark of Christ written on the forehead so there is dna healing it's not just new age new age is a thief of the gospel they've never created anything satan's always counterfeiting all the spiritual wonderful things of the kingdom because christians are often paranoid and just lean towards religion for safety but that's not safe that's as demonic as it gets in darkness the new age and satan will really try to take the real powerful stuff and give it to his sons and daughters who practice rebellion and immorality and idolatry and greed But those things are the most powerful things, like drugs. What's so interesting about drugs, and we all know that drugs are evil and satanic and no one can practice pharmakia and enter the kingdom. It is written, but it is a counterfeit of some of the holiest things in the kingdom. Drugs and alcohol are counterfeits of some of the deepest possible realms in eternity. Now, in earth, it's just like common. It's just... You know sick and stupid and foolish but in heaven i'm telling you guys in heaven the intoxicating substances of the garden of eden the spices of the 12 spice mountains of eden the combination of the creating of the anointing oil the recipes of these things in the bible are the highest drugs and the holiest things you can experience in heaven That's why ecstasy is a level and a degree of resurrection. You begin to experience the anointing physically (laughs) getting you high. If you're still experiencing the curse, that means it's not the Word made flesh yet. Keep going. Keep going until the Word is intoxicating your flesh, until the Word is made flesh. Remember where the Word is, at the right hand of God in the fullness of His joy in the right hand of God is the pleasures forevermore. That's where Jesus, the Word of God, is. So until that experience becomes physical for you, you are still pressing in out of different curses. A lot of times you don't even know what they are. It's just you're not feeling the joy of the fullness of his presence. The enemy wants to keep us depressed, oppressed, and our personality full of darkness. He doesn't want us glorified. You have to go after the joy. You have to go after the anointing. You have to want more of it. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Amen. If you're thirsty, you will be satisfied on righteousness, which means you have to want to get happier. Sick people, Jesus asked them in the Bible, do you even want to get healthy? Or are you content with the infirmity of the flesh? Jesus asked them that question in the scriptures. Just to see, did you even want the joy? Do you even want to go to heaven? You don't have to. You can live an earthly human life. This is for people who want to only. We want to rise in the glory. We want a greater hit of God's anointing. We want more pleasures at His right hand forevermore. We want the fullness of joy in His presence. I want these things so I go after them every day with everything I have. And we get more and more and more. To those who have nothing nothing is given to those that have something even more is given to them, Scripture says, which means when you go after the joy, you'll be given more joy. If you're in wormwood bitterness, the star that fell from heaven, Satan that they call Lucifer, you're to sour all the time. You have to want to reject that. There has to be a rejecting of the fallen in order to receive the risen life of Jesus. I am the resurrection. Which means you're going to have to rise if you want to stay with Jesus. If you come to a place where you're good with your human nature, you're not walking with Jesus anymore. He is the resurrection and the life. You have to want to rise. This is a generation whose desires in their heart is to ascend into the glory. Ascend above the human nature. So that your spiritual nature is more real to your brain than your own bodies. You can live your eternal, angelic life in the new creaturedom of Christ on earth as it is in heaven from the day you first believe and get born again. God's plan is not for you to go experience religion. That was Satan's plan to shut you down. And for those that are into the prophetic and who have a deeper desire, it just fueled you to find deeper realms in God. That's how all of us go deeper. We go into religion because there's nothing else available, and it's like a church on every street corner in the whole world, and you just think, that's where we go now that I'm a Christian. There is deeper realms than the church. You know, Acts 7:48 says, God has never dwelled in any building made by human hands. We want on earth as it is in heaven. Revelation says, I looked and there was no church in heaven for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its church. Two scriptures in the Bible. No churches in heaven. So we're a church without walls. What are the walls of heavenly Jerusalem? What's the church of heavenly Jerusalem? The glory. So if you want to build the church, you have to bring them into the glory. And there'll be people going higher in the glory, be like an elevator, escalator of glory, ascending and descending upon Christ inside the body. So there'll be people all inside the glory of the body bringing enrichment from the Father into the body, building up the whole body, edifying the whole body. We're edifying a part of the body, but we're in the body, so the whole body gets built up. It's all connected. The Spirit is one. Hero O Israel, the Lord is one, the Lord is God, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are one in the Lord. There's only one body, there's only one church. Paul says there's only one God and Father of us all. There's only one Spirit, and there's only one Jesus. Now, that measure of the oneness is in the Spirit part of believers only. It's not shared with the soulishness. That is not the unity. You can't have unity in the soulishness of the heart and the mind. That's why you got 100,000 different denominations in Christianity. The unity you're seeking, it's only going to be found if you bring your brain deeper down into your spirit. There's always unity, the brethren on the top of Mount Zion, in the depths of your spirit. So the bewitched, you're never going to have unity in bewitchment. It's like using the soul to try to create unity. So, false unity movement is everywhere. Agree the same with the leaders and you have unity. No, agree with Christ through the cross is the only way. Th- through the total annihilation of the soul, you'll find the throne of Jesus. And those around his throne agree with Jesus about everything. They don't even have a human opinion they don't have their own interpretation of scripture they're enthroned with the word in the fullness of glory that realm is open the veil's been torn but you have to grow inward as you grow inward you deal with your own heart and that's where a lot of people turn back they're like oh buddy see we don't even know what the human race is until we begin to grow inward until we start our path the narrow path of christ in us the hope of glory growing down in the narrow path through the circumcision of the heart bringing our mind into zion the mind that's not in design was the bible say we have this hope in christ jesus as an anchor for the soul so the soul has to be anchored anchors only work in water where does the water come from john 7:38. out of your belly flows rivers so you only have an anchor for the brain the natural part of you as deep as you are anchored into the spirit water part of you <laughs> the good shepherd will lead them to the springs of the waters of life and wipe every tear from their eye revelation 7:17. 7, so when you're being pastored shepherded When the prophets are helping you go into your own spirit, they're bringing you out of the realm of the natural by the anchor of the word into the glory realm of eternity. Those are the friends of the bridegroom, the ones fully God inside-minded. You can't even begin in sonship maturity, weos and greep, out of the technon soulish Christianity until you're fully God inside-minded. Which means the spirit part of you is more real than the natural part of you. Most Christians are still living out of the natural part of them. It's, it's it's babyhood, and they're saved, but the whole point of being born again is that that seed, the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that you're born again of would come into full maturity. Because it's only in the maturity of that seed that we get this world back from Satan. If we're infants in Christ, even though you be heirs of everything, those that are adolescent and underage are under governors and tutors and have no inheritance and are likened to slaves, scripture says. So that even though you are heirs of the promise, co-heirs with Christ, if you remain immature in Christ, no inheritance. That's what the Bible says, no inheritance. You can name it, claim it, blame it, frame it, because none of it will work until there's a maturity of your spirit in the devouring of the carnal and the soulish. You can't be soulish and get an inheritance in Christ. You'll make excuses. They usually get burnt out because they're selfish people, and they get into worldly Christianity, and then they get into self-justification. Then they get defensive they get offended there's no offense in the cross you can't offend a dead person the cross is obviously still their enemies the Bible says of the false brethren the cross is their enemy why because false Christianity is soulish which means selfish selfishness is the last thing you overcome to become mature once you're got inside minded you see the path all the human heart is is self this is heart. This The flesh and the beating blood of your heart is the self nature. If it is not crucified with the cross, there's zero possibility for true spiritual glory. There's zero possibility for Weos government and 144,000 heavenly Jerusalem. Just forget about it. It won't happen because it will cost you your heart. Nobody finds their life unless they lose it. They overcame the devil by not loving their lives unto death the death is not going to the middle east and just dying for preaching of christ it's applying the cross through direct revelation to your self life so that you can live out of your spirit and as the mind taps into the spirit and the god sperm seed the sperm of god is the word of god first john and peter say so it's the very genetics and the gene pool Of God the Father already in you then that begins to transform the mind and it changes the DNA DNA has been changed and altered it wasn't wormy wasn't always crooked we weren't always susceptible to to diseases we didn't always have curses this is actually quite new to our genetics to our genetic structure the fallen nature gets totally glorified and the dna gets healed john g lake could put the bubonic plague on his hand and under a microscope it would just die <laughs> sickness and disease dies in the glory the glory is the fire of god that heals every sickness and disease it'll keep you in divine health it'll keep you in divine wealth it'll carry you it'll speak to you it is the cloud by day the fire by night it is the spirit of glory it is jesus christ with us in his people you have to become glory led there is no other type of christianity mentioned in the new testament if the, if the church is not going after the bright cloud, see, once you start to go in the cloud, the human selfishness just comes out. Everything hidden in darkness brought into light. Everything whispered in secret shouted from the rooftops. All the nonsense of our own opinions and soulishness gets exposed. That's why you got to get undignified in the light of His glory, because it will reveal the carnal nature. So if you don't love your life, you don't care about that because you're not trying to self-promote, self-protect, self-justify. You're not into the soul life. This isn't human Christianity, it's not the Whore of Babylon, it's the Kingdom of Heaven, it's the fathering of the Spirit from glory to glory at the expense of the Adamic nature. And it is ugly. Real Christianity is ugly because the priesthood of Melchizedek kills the beast nature in the brain and the hand. And so people that don't want to die the deaths and die daily, I die daily, they resist and oppose real Christianity and come up with their own forms of it. So everybody's got an opinion and idea about everything. But I said in my astonishment, everyone's a liar except the spirit of truth. You can get drunk on the spirit of truth. That's what the Bible says. Jeremiah 23, 9. I'm like a drunken man because of the Lord, like one who's had too much wine to drink because of his holy words. You gotta get drunk on the spirit of truth. That is the superiority over intellectualism and reasoning of the carnal mind in all of its forms. The worst form of the carnal mind is Christianity. That's the most deceiving thing in the universe is taking the New Testament and practicing it in the flesh.
1: That's
0: the maximum measure of deceived as you can get. Because then it's like, well, I've already gotten into God and it didn't work for me. No, you never even touched your spirit once. They're carnal people. You got to kill that whole animal off your spirit. Realize the glory of Christ in you, Colossians 1.27 and then cling to the pearl of great price as you sell the field of the flesh. Sell the, Sold the whole field, because the pearl was in the field. What's the pearl in the field? The human spirit. <laughs> the field don't matter. It's all flesh. <laughs> the temporal don't matter. The pearl matters. And the pearl, the treasures of heaven, are in earthen vessels, jars of clay. And the pearl is the value. It's the divine nature, the regenerated spirit. You could call it baby Jesus in you. Because the Bible says that. First Timothy, you are saved by, not childbearing, but by the birthing of the divine child is what it says in Greek. By the birthing of the Messiah out of your spiritual womb, men. It's time for men to get pregnant around here. Because you have a womb. This is not just the Adamic curse where woman came and took the womb out of man. Adam had a womb until woman was took the womb out of man and became womb man. It's true. And now in Christ you're full and whole. That's why there's neither male, male or female in Christ because the new creature has a womb. And you can birth the morning star. You can birth the divine glory. You can birth the divine child. You're spirit is birthing rivers of glory. Your spirit is birthing a kingdom dimension. You are a creature that's creating its own atmosphere around its spirit. Most of you have been doing it without even realizing it. That your spirit is terraforming your whole territory. Your spirit is the territorial spirit in Christ. And it's good stuff coming out of you. And the enemy comes and just tries to shut down your spirit. Because your spirit is exactly like the creator your spirit bears the image of the invisible god and it's always creating it's always changing if your spirit doesn't like something it'll get permission from its father and then just change it how much of this information shared with the brain is actually a lot less than you think you'd be surprised how little is shared with the flesh the flesh counts for nothing john 6 it is written but the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. The spirit is everything. The spirit has the ability to take the whole universe back and rule over it forever and never die. Amen. It's written in the word. We believe it, Lord. We're going to walk in it as much as we have faith for. And every day we're going to challenge each other for a greater experience in it. Amen. I want to be amongst the most radical Bible-believing Holy Ghost-freaks in existence. Woo! <laughs> Oh Shaba. Overcomers. Overcoming everything. Oh man, Holy Spirit, Shaba. <laughs> I wanna be with the freaks of the glory. The Glory Freaks. What's the name of your church you go to? Glory Freak Church. <laughs> We're all just freaked out on the glory, fried high and drunk on the glory, completely whacked out in new creature dim. Wow. Yeah, they'll call that a cult. We need to speak to your pastor. We have some concerns. Haven't you ever read in Leviticus, you're not supposed to have fun in church? These one guys at this one church, bless their heart, They took me aside and said, we don't want you token the ghosts in, in our church. And I said, it's the breath of life. I'm just having fun. And they say, well, what's next? Jerking off the ghost? And I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, you're dealing with the people with no revelation whatsoever. So there's just, there's no room for the glory, for the freedom, for the childlike faith tea time with dad you know if God's invisible and your spirits invisible we need to be like little children enter the kingdom you need to play make-believe we've talked about this before but it's something you need to always stir up in your heart play make-believe believe and you will see the glory which means just like little kids they'll have little empty cups they come around they got a little miniature table like a little playtime set, you know. And they're having tea time with the Queen. Are they like invisible friends, which are hopefully angels? And they're, and they're just drinking out of little cups, and the cups are empty. But the kid, no one's making fun of those kids because kids like to play, and they're playing make believe. It's a whole part of growing up. But you have to play make believe and have tea time like that with God. I mean seriously just get an empty cup and drink out of it you get an empty barrel and and drink out of it drink the glory you have to learn how to drink the holy spirit there is a renewing of the mind to the invisible and you're like i don't want to be deceived well you you're already (laughs) deceived the fact that you're carnal and have no faith to live in the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen means that the devil's already got you so you're gonna have to walk on water You're going to have to take a leap of faith, a step of faith, into unknown, uncomfortable places if you want the anointing. It costs you your dignity. It costs you your respectability. It costs you your people pleasing. People pleasing is one of the main things that shut everyone down. You gotta not care what other people think. I'm gonna go after the anointing. To be anointed means to be smeared. Means that you're just completely whacked. It's true. Anointed means that your your whole personality is smeared in highly fragrant intoxicating oil that would cause people to hallucinate. Samuel's horn of oil had all the most potent drugs of the whole region in it and poured it on the 12-year-old's head. And he just started tripping balls. <laughs> and then he said, I, I can face the giant, Goliath. And they said, he must, he must still be high on Samuel's horn of drugs. That's what the anointing was. The wine of that day, they put opium in it can't do it in the New Covenant, but it was types and shadows of how the things of God are intoxicating. It's true. It's called mixed wine of the Jews. It had drugs in it, it had opium in it. it, had myrrh in it. The, the watered-down mixed wine of the Gentiles was watered down and it would sober you up, it was less potent, but the Jews, they enriched it, they got it stronger. Solomon Proverbs says, Wisdom is mixed her wine. It's the mixed wine, which means that there will be an ever increasing intoxication as you wage war against the beasts. So, this word, everything we're doing here today, you know, we come here like sheep to the slaughter because it's a willing sacrifice of our flesh and blood nature for the development of our eternal spirit, which is called wisdom. Wisdom builds her seven pillars. Wisdom. Mixes her wine, but you're only gonna get mixed wine that hallucinating Jesus trip on a thousand hits of Holy Ghost Timothy Leary double dip sugar cube blotter glory When you're killing the beast when you're killing the carnal mind Because the glory will trip you out. The Bible says those who drink wine will see strange things. It's not talking about alcohol. It's talking about the new wine. I see visions all the time drinking the new wine. Scrolls, angels, crazy stuff. It is always interesting when you're drunk in the anointing. People think oh you're drunk that you don't see. You see way more. Your eyes could be closed, but you're seeing a lot more because you're shutting down the natural senses and the spiritual senses are heightened. You you feel stuff you never felt before. You'll feel all kinds of stuff. You keep drinking. You got to get addicted to the new wine. It's good to be addicted to the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ said, unless you drink, you cannot be my disciple. John 6, it's written in the Word. And then 6,000 people left him, John 6, 6, 6, and can no longer walk with him. So what is six 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 Refusing to drink. They're the Christians that reject the drinking of the cup of salvation and the cup of the new covenant. It's not a cup to them. It's just a book of words. It's just this religion to them. It's a rejection of Christ and yet calling ourselves christians it's true 666 you read the bible it's the rejection of drinking his blood it's everywhere it's the majority of christians are 666 christians i wish it weren't true but i've just been doing this for so long it's how it is So you have to show them and tell them the truth and they're gonna hate it because they're full of the enemy's lies. Satan is a religious spirit. He'll tell them that that this is just the twisting of the scriptures. This is all, this is wrong. All this negative stuff they pour on you when you get into real glorianity, anointianity, the blood of Jesus entity. And they'll call it insanity. They'll call it cult. They call Jesus a cult leader so that anyone that follows him in the glory will be called all the same names that he was called it is written if they treated the master this way they'll also treat you my students this way matthew 5 it is written blessed are you when you are persecuted because you're tapping into the glory you're out of this world the blood of jesus is pure glory it's not just pleading the blood it's not just this ground warfare of using blood against demons. If you drink it, you're, you get a blood transfusion and that stuff gets pushed away in a distance around your, your veins and arteries because you're running on glory now physically. That stuff will get pushed out of your houses when you get a blood transfusion. See, we're going out of just theological reasoning, intellectual ascension, which is madness, and we're going to get into the experience of revelation, which is wisdom. Wisdom only comes from experience from divine revelations. So first and foremost, you have to be fully revelatory. You have to make your Christianity real Christianity that's all about revelations, which is words working in spirit. Revelation is not a dead letter. Revelation is a working word. Now, the experience of the working, revelated word produces wisdom. Wisdom is greater than revelation. Wisdom is the rulership of a treasure house of working words of revelations of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in you, which is called your treasure house. This is your treasure house, your spiritual stomach. It's right there underneath your stomach, in your spirit, not the physical stuff where the food goes. The spiritual stomach is the treasure house of the Word because your spirit also has a belly. Your spirit has a stomach. The natural man is just a shadow of the spirit man. The spirit man has a stomach. Hallelujah. It does. So you can eat the Word into your spiritual stomach and your, your spirit then gets the nutrients of the word. So when you're revelated and your spirit's awakened, and you're not just dormant under there yielded to the flesh, living as mere animals, but your spirit's awakened and you're warring against the animal nature, warring against the beast, the beast is getting thrown down into the lake of fire. Red dragon getting thrown down lake of fire, false prophet getting thrown out lake of fire, which means the spirit is winning because the spirit's getting fed. Now all of the power of the word is spread throughout your spirit so that your spirit is on the top of your head, the bottoms of your fo- your, your feet. When you wave your hand, just like when you used to trip on acid, <laughs> there's tracers. But you're, it's not from acid. It's because your spirit is out of body. Your spirit has to get so well fed that you're out of body all the time. An overfed Christian is a Christian whose spirit is always manifesting outside of his body, the kingdom, its power, its glory, and the word of God, which is the law of the new covenant. Moses and the Lamb, the lawgiver of Zion, which is the law of love, which is the word of grace, which is the commandment from the new covenant mountain of the... Fire of God, and that's what will burn up all the legalism of false governments in the world is from overfed Christians, also known as manifesting sons of God. What does it mean to manifest? The Bible uses the term the manifestation of God's sons. Creation longs for the manifestation of God's sons. There's a manifestation, it's when the spirit is so built up it's out of body. You close your eyes, your spirit, you can see it inside your own skull you open your eyes you can see your spirit outside your hands your arms your feet that the light being of god's image bearing is begin to be shown because you're eating for your spirit all the time it's called eating from the tree of life
1: <laughs>
0: eating from the tree of life recreates the spirit and the spirit conquers the flesh it'll burn the flesh into the spirit which will make you young at 200 years old if you keep going <laughs> the spirit goes on forever so the bible says if the spirit conquers and burns the flesh and it will change progressively you'll encounter all kinds of stuff the demonic will work through the flesh you'll just burn it up you destroy all the works of the devil by burning up your whole body inside your spirit by eating direct revelation and practicing divine wisdom there is a wisdom that lifts us up into the presence of his glory what are you going to rule over your own brain (laughs) when you can rule over your own heart and brain then you'll be ruling and reigning the only thing the overcome is overcomers is your own soul. You conquer your soul, you're up in the angelic heavenly sphere with a bird's eye view over the nations continuously. We're waging the good Christian warfare in the circumcision of the heart. Remember, they had to be circumcised in the wilderness before they went into the Promised Land. The wilderness is the place where the heart, the Adamic nature, is cut off of our spirit for the new creature in Christ to take dominion. And the body changes. You'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. If your eye be single, then your body be full of light. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And the Light is the Word. The Light always refers to Revelation. What is Revelation? The Word in power. The Living Word. A Word that is active. A Word that is judging out of the glory light. Not a Word that is negative as a word curse or a witchcraft prayer. Not any of the sorceries and the magic arts of religion. But the word that is revelatory, the word that is full of glory, the word that is orbiting around God in you. And you are filled with the Godhead, Colossians 2.10. You are made full. Amen? So the word works for God. It's the word of God. And now if you are God inside minded, you know that the word is like orbiting around you. This is the armor of light. Words working around you. Like a like a dome, like a canopy, but you're creating. The the living creature has the ability for words to spin around it, like neutrons, protons, electrons, all that stuff in science. Elements melting with fervent heat. Why? Because the Word of God is coming out and spinning faster in the glory than they are in the natural dimension that decays and ages and dies because of the curse of the fall. So creation gets the impartation of the manifestation of the words of God working by your spirit and that's how they all rejoice because they're tasting eternal life again and the full release of the spirit on the outside will encapsulate and cover all creation they'll go back into original design we're not going back into the book of Acts we're going back into the Garden of Eden In the Garden of Eden there's no death time started at the fall so they lived eternal life in Eden. That's why you can do science and say the world's four billion years old. Well, I mean, was Adam and Eve in the glory four billion years old? Were they walking in the Garden of Eden four billion years? No, they're walking in the glory for eternity. They came out of eternity. The glory is eternity. So they were, lived in eternal life. And then when they stepped out of the Spirit of God, into the natural man time began which is we're in the seventh day a day is as a thousand years so you're you're in the jewish year 6022 common fact you can google it the pharisees changed the jewish calendar by over 240 years the gregorian calendar is accurate to the jewish calendar it's important because we need to know the times and seasons and this is the day of the lord you are in the jewish year 6,022, absolutely true, you're already in the seventh day. You're 22 years into the seventh day, which is called the Day of the Lord, the day that God rested. (laughs) Amen. So we're going to bring creation into the finished work of Christ, the rest of the Lamb of God, and it's going to come out of our spirit and all the revelating of this ministry and all apostolic and prophetic ministry in the world is to enhance the spirit to conquer the flesh and all you gotta do is conquer this flesh And all the natural stuff around you, the clouds, the trees, the concrete, the waterways, the water systems, nature, all of that goes on autopilot. If man's spirit built up in Revelation conquers man's heart and mind, all creation is glorified. So the Garden of Eden is very close at hand. World peace is very close at hand. There are believers that are tapping into deep spiritual truth and it's beginning to activate, God has granted this rev- this generation the most revelation, the sonship level revelation of the deep things of the Father's heart. This is the feast of the Friends of the Bridegroom. This is Friends of the Bridegroom feasting from the fiery coals inside God the Father's heart. And you just eat as much as you can. It's not limited to the English that you hear at Joel's bar. Because there's 10,000 times more stuff going on in the spirit and seven layers to every word. So you're speaking belly-to-belly, heart-to-heart, mind-to-mind, but there's angel-to-angel. There's all kinds of kingdom activity going on around here. This is multi-dimensional, all-inclusive Glorianity where everything gets enriched and enhanced with every word from God. The judgment seat of God enriches and enhances everything cellular, Atomic, molecular, and spiritual, all of it with a greater brightness at the same time. The justice skills of the throne of the Father in us judge the outside as the inside's judged, and the judgment is from the word of grace. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That's the greatest judgment of all time. Beholding the Lamb of God, judging darkness and shadows, and so all of it begins to melt down into greater grace and a greater glory so you just melt this thing down you just let the lamb's glory burn this thing up enjoy the fire you'll never come out of it the fire will turn into color the the color will turn into the kingdom the fire oftentimes when we're still very new to christ just seems like everything in me is dying and burning But what it's doing, it's transforming you to live in the glory. I myself will be a wall of fire around you in the glory within you, so only through fire do you have glory. It's the purging and the cleansing, and fire itself is a type of glory. There's all kinds of levels and measurements of glory. That's why it's called from glory to glory, which is the ever-increasing brightness of your spirit. It'll go on forever. You'll always be growing in your spirit in a greater radiance eternity that's what we do with our eternal life is we continue to cultivate our spirit so now in these bodies during this time on earth still wrestling the fall what we do with it is critical that we take the time now to develop our spirit and those that go all the way in spirit will devour the fall around them that's what overcomers are that's what more than conquerors are that you have the ability to devour it, even amongst unbelievers, like it was in the days of Noah. Well, no one believed except one guy on the planet. Didn't matter. One was enough to raise the standard and drown the world. Jesus Christ said His second coming would be like that. That there would only be a small remnant of people, the friends of the bridegroom. They would believe these sonship things, these high things, that would bring the floods. The floods of glory. The floods of the living waters. I mean to bring a flood you're going to have to really know how to drink well. In fact there won't be any other ability left in you. Ezekiel 47 means that there's nothing left on the inside except the water of life which is the glory. When this thing becomes crystal clear and sparkling then you're enthroned with the Lamb over the flood. Psalm says the Lord is enthroned over the floods. That is the place of the friends of the bridegroom and the floods also represent the sea of the nations. So you getting completely baptized, not in just water, not in just the Holy Spirit, not in just fire, but also in glory, will bring all of that upon everyone around you and drown them under head. Why would they constantly protest about your pressing in if they were not affected by it? It's because you're drowning them you're one of the Noah company that's going deeper in the spiritual things of God that's causing a sovereignty over unbelief around you and that's why their demons are chirping at you and so let that just encourage you because you're drowning the wickedness in the days of Noah and his second coming it's like it's not exactly the same at all it's spiritual floods and so the only punishment is against spiritual wickedness and everyone else just gets underneath the 144,000 and gets liberated to serve the kings and the priests of heavenly Israel. Galatians 6 to the Israel God. Galatians were Greeks. How could they be the Israel God? Because there's a heavenly Israel of the Messiah, of the born-again race, that has taken over the place. It's all in the Bible now. And the ones that get completely washed, listen, the whole planet be washed, all the nations be washed, they are volunteers in the day of the manifesting sons of God power. Amen? Amen. Well, he's setting up a royal priesthood. He's setting up a kingdom, a messianic kingdom that's going to rule angelically from the invisible angelic sphere. But naturally, it will begin to look like royalty. It will begin to look like power and authority. It'll begin to be taken seriously by world governments, by powerful people, by powerful corporations, by powerful everything because it's a greater power and it's a greater influence over the earth and through the earth it's not just you know a side religion it's an actual authority it's a power it's an angelic principality that supersedes the fallen angels the Prince of Peace is a principality in you and if you fully awaken to it and come into maturity you share in his royal power in his kingly dignity in sonship and you will walk in a completely different dimension over you begin to see those elevations people will react differently to your atmosphere that you're creating because they're your elevation on the inside is going higher and higher and you can ascend and descend because the whole earth is yours and you're learning to be like adam in the garden of eden is taking dominion over the animals so you're just loving them like a white dove the vision i got for the harvest last fall was the white dove and it was an elevation of his purity, his power, his holiness so formed in our souls that the glory was beaming down through all the souls of the nations and they were being drawn into the glory. And I could see the throne of the heavenly Jerusalem, I could see the white dove and that's when he said it's not the lion of the tribe of Judah that's the king of Israel, it's the white dove. It's, It's someone who's ceased from their labors and is perfected in the power of the Holy Spirit emanating from them. That's why it's called peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers for they are the sons of God. Peacemakers represented by the white dove. The white dove is the rulership of the new heavens and the new earth. Amen. Until then we have lion and lamb. And keep growing in the lion, keep growing in the lamb in the severity and the kindness of God and understanding all the spiritual things of God but there is a maturity in your future where you will fly along like clouds like doves to your nest Isaiah prophesied of the mature rulers of the world that have the divine government of kingdom business on their shoulders of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end Amen And his government is Christ in you. And if you realize it, you get to share in government. You don't have to, but you can if you want to. It's a get-to, not a have-to. Once the revelation's out there, you know, I make you fishers of men. What are you fishing with? You get to do all this fun spiritual stuff with God and have the most enriched, fulfilling possible life of any human being in the world. Some people say no, just because it's Two out of the box, that's fine. I'm not chasing after people that don't want to walk with God. <laughs> Jesus didn't go after those people, he only dealt with the ones that were coming to him. True story. He wasn't worried about the dead burying the dead. He didn't go after all that and say, oh, but they're dead, they're dead, oh, God, pray, pray, pray. Never did any of that. He just kept having fun with his father, feasting from town to town, getting called a drunkard and the glutton. Real Christianity. Just having fun with God all the time and everything. That's right. The only hard time he had was when he took the sins of the world to the cross, and that was only for a moment, and then he's back in the joy set before him. Done. Never have to do it again. Now it's just glory, glory, glory. Get all of our friends into the glory. Marriage Supper of the Lamb, celebration of the ages, never-ending revival of the Bride of Christ. Establishing the Tabernacle of David, growing in prophecy and feasting. Our spirit's ability constantly blowing our brains out of the water. Your spirit will be activated by prophetic revelations and things will start to shoot out your bones, they'll start to shoot out your brains, they'll start to shoot out your heart and it's your spirit coming out. Your spirit begin to outpour as a manifesting sun. As the glorified one, Jesus in his glorified form, is literally just emanating from the inside. Like Stephen with the glowing face, I think he knew God on, on the inside in his spirit, and it was just burning through his outside. And the Bible calls that wisdom. Wisdom was the working of the word. His spirit was so bright that they could physically see it on his face. The Shekinah blazing glory. The children of glory and in the spirit you always look like that in the spirit you always look transfigured a lot of people don't know what they look like in the spirit but in the spirit you're always bright because your spirit is active and energized by the word and your spirits growing in splendor growing in glory glory to glory in the spirit forever but now you're, you're renewing your mind by persuading your brain how real your spirit is and then your soul and your flesh will share in the glory your soul, your heart, and your brain, and your bones are now like, oh, we're all in too. Not just the separate spirit good and flesh bad Gnostic nonsense. Now let's get the whole body saved and the whole body burnt up. Let's make Solomon's temple look like the projects in contrast. Amen. Glorify the temple of his dwelling. I will glorify the temple of my dwelling it is written and the latter glory shall be greater than the former glory which means the glory of the latter house you are the latter house the new covenant house your body is the glory of the latter house and your body continue to change the dna will continue to burn and you continue to bear bear a greater image bearing of the heavenly father and so what we're being restored to is all things as if we've never had a human experience in all the generations of our bloodlines in our heart the last 6,000 years. That's what the glory is doing to you. It's lifting you up and removing each generation of humanity. And that's the record of words in the heart and the blood. The glory is recreating all those times. He redeems the times that the canker worm has eaten. What's the canker worm? The brain living as a mere natural man or woman. And all that generational stuff in the heart gets glorified. That's why if a thief be caught stealing it must pay sevenfold. On the seventh day you get all the redemption of the last six thousand years. Of your generations of your grandparents and stuff in the heart. The blood covenant is so great it will restore all things. This is beyond comprehension of what the Holy Spirit is going to (laughs) do. Behold I do a new thing and you have not seen it before and the Bible says it'll be so great that you won't even believe it even if you're told. (laughs) And this is the redemption and the glorification of the believers bloodlines. And it's gonna take a lot of the river life, but you have a lot of the river life more than you know. And it's just enjoying the measure you have now is how you go deeper in it daily. Ezekiel 47, if we if you like the ankle deep waiting in the waters, waiting in the fire, waiting in the glory, it's your sheer desire that makes that invisible eternal dimension go up to the knees. Now it's a little bit deeper. It's getting serious. We're knee deep around here in the glory.
1: <laughs>
0: and we go all the way under until they come to a point in the river that no man can cross. That's when you're fully crucified through your whole head when your head's underwater. Now you get your certified scuba instructor badge. You become glory scuba divers. Mm-hmm. Now you're deep divers in the glory and you don't get the scuba gear, you don't need an oxygen tank, you just grow gills. You are like whale sharks. I see all men as fish.
1: That's
0: why. Hallelujah. You just big harpoons. That's what we call evangelism. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for a people that will live under living water, (laughs) a people that will grow gills to be a a different creature, like (laughs) mermen, except without Jezebel, amen. completely baptized in glory with the mind renewed to how to use all that ability. You going to have years to test it all out. Bob Jones used to always reassure people that God's Jesus not coming back for a while. <laughs> you got short range plans, make long range plans. I saw the church down here to 2060, Jesus had not returned and the bride had control over all the weather systems on the planet. So there's Jesus is not coming back until you're as mature as he is. Aren't you glad? Because when he comes back, you're, that's all the rewards you get for eternity. So he want, he's not coming back until the same exact ability is in man. And there'll be a company around these champions, these 144,000 sons, and there'll be more than that too. It's just, all that represents is mature believers ruling the world. There will be a rulership of mature believers over the world from the kingdom glory that'll be for decades and decades and decades before Jesus returns. It's true. People got a lot of negative stuff on the end times. I'm telling you, this is the accurate truth from God, the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. You can take this to the bank. He's not coming back until he has a bride that's equally yoked to him with all his spiritual ability. You have to demonstrate a spiritual ability to the fallen angels. And to show that this world is taken back for his kingdom. It says not a one man show, Jesus. He says it's the show of his brothers and sisters in the Bible. He's the firstborn amongst many raised from the dead, exactly like him with spiritual ability. Amen. So your whole life is to grow in the Holy Spirit's ability. It will come with miracles, healing, signs and wonders, all the gifts of the Spirit, all of that too. And then the seven spirits of God, like a rainbow of fire round about you. And so the Holy Ghost and the prophetic friends that God will bring around you will all be a kingdom company that you will learn the divine ability of your spirit together. And a lot of the other stuff will be just wrestling out inconsistencies idiosyncrasies all the lies of the enemy the woundedness that you need but all this stuff the glorification of your spirit is what heals your mind and memories it's not just sitting in a counseling class or you know you've been hurt you've been wounded and these there's stuff that's not dealt with in your heart and mind yeah join the club it's called having a human body the memories in there is like a few generations you're just drinking out of your enemy's skulls and and eating the flesh off their bones you know cannibalism and so it's not about just dealing with how bad things are in the Adamic it's about the the development of the spirit and when the spirit ability rises all that just burns so feasting for your spirit is how you get healed of your past and as much as you feast is how far back you'll go you go back through Adam You want to feast until you're all the way back through 6,000 years which is (laughs) called the circumcised heart which means you're no longer in the human bloodlines. You can feast that far back. The priesthood of Melchizedek, Melchizedek without father or mother, without beginning or end, but he remains a priest forever of the Melchizedek order. That means that you have healed your whole consciousness, your mind, through all the 6,000 years of recorded human blood in your heart and it doesn't need to take 6,000 years. He can do it in one day. A day is as a thousand years, the Lord, which means I can do it one in one moment. <laughs> he can tap your mind right into your spirit and you're without mother and father in one day.
1: <laughs>
0: Amen, and then it just peels it wider and you increase in bandwidth of bringing that ancient realm of glory through the heart because it has to get through the heart. The heart is the mediary between the spirit and the brain so if it's not coming through the heart just forget it it's not even a reward yet so this is where you pay the price this is where you trade your problems for his successes the heart is the trading floor of the soul to see how much divinity you practice in your mind and in your body in the natural life so if you sacrifice more and more you just have more and more of the divine coming up resting on your mind your mind renewed There will be an expansion in the heart and an ever-increasing bandwidth in the heart. Amen. Until the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost of the third heaven can come right forth through your physical heart in the first heaven of the surface of the earth. That's when people will no longer see the sun or the moon. (laughs) And there will be no more time, because it's just always glory time, no more night, no more day. There will be no more day or night there, the Bible says. For the Lord God Almighty will be the sun, and the Lamb of God will be its moon. Just full-time blazing glory. And the earth gets restored to its original form as a star. Earth star. Think about it. star is just pure light. <laughs> this planetary system, the Bible says a new earth, is. there will be no night there. So, in order to have no night, that means this, the earth has to become a star. It's true. And you'll be light beings that illuminate planetary systems, sowing the heavens forever. <laughs> Fixing everything wrong with everything because the fixture of everything is living inside you. And just to whet your appetite of your future ability and the excitement of the planet becoming a star because that's a really cool promise yeah and it is biblical it is true i got revelation on it a new earth where righteousness what does righteousness dwells mean glory light an earth without darkness an earth without shadows the bible says even Hades will be taken out of the earth and thrown into a different dimension never to bother us again the underworld glorified the core glorified, the crust glorified, the magma glorified the surface every aspect of this planetary system glorified Jesus died on the cross on the dirt and it's a lot more spiritual than people think it is for the glorification of the planetary system and the ones like the days of Noah. was the days of Noah? To reset the earth. And what does Revelation say? He will destroy those who destroy the earth. The earth is extremely important to God. It, he created it a perfect garden for his mature ones to walk with him in the coolness of the day in the fullness of his glory. That's the, and so he's gonna bring the earth back into its original state through us learning his wisdom. It's the learning of wisdom that we recreate and terraform the earth. You're discipling planetary systems. Star Trek eat your heart out, and it's all real and it's all true, and we've been doing it for decades. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Bless them, Jesus. Bless them. Bless the space suits of their bodies. Look at the thing. That's not bad. Mm. Here we go. Upgrades. You need an upgrade. The glory is going to get into your flesh, things get easier for you, the glory gets into your mind, renews your mind, you get metamorphosized into a greater glory. When the glory gets into your bones and marrow, you just go on autopilot, just carried around by the river all the time. Like Teresa of Avila, she just levitated the last half of her life, she never walked, just floated around in the glory. That's why they wore those really long dresses to cover how high they were floating off the ground. Amen. <laughs> Revelate until you levitate. We're not going to have to hide it like the, the olden days. God wants to reveal his sons. He'll do it in his time. In the meantime, he's developing the spirit on the inside. So use the body as the brown mantle of humility. Yep. Because it's a humble act to live inside a body. That's what humility was to Lord Jesus, is that God prepared a body for him. So he had all the limitations of a human body and he had to learn divinity in his own spirit and he grew in wisdom and he grew in favor until he was the exact representation of the invisible being the outright brilliance of the light being at age 33 and then god took him rapture and you also in those bodies just like jesus the way of the lord will gain the same testimony if you keep growing in the word and your spirit and in the brightness of the word inside your spirit at the cost of your human nature your cultures and everything else temporal in jesus mighty name amen doing a big crusade in Kenya next week you want to give an offering to that click the links in the description 29th through the third five days reaching 5,000 people, assembled 17 teams with our sister church in Nairobi, Kenya, Arlem, Africa, led by Pastor Shadrach. It's huge. I can't wait. There are going to be videos. that will be all documented all over Facebook. you want to support the crusade, uh, give an offering. If you guys want to give an offering Red Letter Ministries, build up this ministry in Minneapolis and expanding throughout the United States and growing all over the world through media, social media. Eventually, we want to grow through television grow through radio and we got all kinds of stuff in the works partner with this ministry grow with us where your money is there your spirit will be also you gain an inheritance and you gain a reward for partnering in in the ministry paul said to his church in philippians that you would gain a reward for your financial blessings to paul's apostolic ministry so there is a reward for giving And it's not about seeking the reward, it's about understanding there's an increase of the kingdom, the glory, the ability, the things of heaven in your life by partnering with the Holy Spirit's doing in the leadership of the body of Christ. And it's exciting to fuel the pioneering works of sonship this is one of the most exciting realms that you can get involved in in the world is with red letter ministries it's no joke we're having so much fun every day we're getting drunk every day signs miracles and wonders following us every day grow with us let the holy ghost bring a revelation of your partnership with this ministry if it's to tithe if it's offering Or, what you can do to help and support this ministry and let God facilitate it. And just remember if you can't tithe out of your poverty, you'll never tithe out of your prosperity. It begins in your poverty, it begins right where you're at, and you'll go from glory to glory in your faithfulness at your current level of giving. Amen. One thing that goes from glory to glory is giving, not just giving spiritually but also giving physically and materially, the Bible teaches it. So if I have sown spiritual things amongst you, is it anything that I reap material things? It is written. Amen. Give and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down and running over, Jesus Christ said. And this is my favorite one that always gets them. And Jesus Jesus sat at the temple and watched how much they gave. It is written. Bless you guys. I love you. Bless you in the name of Jesus, head to toes. Let the living water of heaven flow. And we'll see you guys Tuesday. Amen. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! oh, 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 yo 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 the one